Lumos. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Shell Guys Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as Sir Ezra the Watchful, the history of magic professor, the flannel wizard, yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, my wonderful co-host, and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Blur. Einen wunderschönen guten Tag. We're so happy that you're here. Come on in, make yourself at home in our beautiful little cottage on the outskirts of Tinworth. This is episode number 76 of Shell Cottage Radio, and this week we talk about chapter 19 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the servant of Lord Voldemort. Yes, I said the name. As usual, we'll start with our cottage catch-up, train for future trivia nights just a little bit, and this time we're not going to learn about Fantastic Beasts, because this is a long chapter, guys. It's a long <laughs> chapter. It's been a long story that these yes. characters have been telling, and I've yes. it's taken three <laughs> chapters to tell it. So I mean, Remus is a good storyteller. Yeah, but he takes he his time. Right. So anyway, um, diving into our cottage catch-up. How you doing? How you been? Oh, I'm good. Yesterday was. I mean, this whole weekend was so wild like just a roller coaster of emotions just ups and downs and ups and downs and i feel really good though because coming back from uh a setback feels good so yeah yeah so we've had a couple setbacks this weekend (laughs) um we learned a lot learned a lot of things uh learned a lot about taxes Mm -hmm. um we learned this morning about vehicle registration and making sure (laughs) that your vehicle is registered on time a reminder. Um, a reminder. Was <laughs> I given. learned about it though that this is a thing here in the states. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've, I mean, you've never owned a car, really, right? Over in mm-hmm. Germany, you didn't have to. No. Public transportation. Most people, um, I think, your age over there didn't. So, anyway, uh, yeah. So, did not do my vehicle registration and got pulled over this morning. So that's how my morning started. Just a little woo. Well, but take it. <laughs> it's a positive thing because you got pulled over now, whereas in. A few days or months mm-hmm. or weeks i don't know it would have been a, a fine. fine and now yeah, you're fine. still within the 30 days so th- yeah thank you for getting pulled over today and right. not right in, uh two weeks or so we're but. learning we're learning lessons here yes. and uh yeah so oh we also have something cool by the way if you have a chance to check out the video version over on youtube uh go do so we have a visual for you guys today uh go ahead and take it away what do you got there this is my early birthday present uh, thank you so much to both my mom and my beautiful husband Mm-hmm. Uh, I got myself a mechanical keyboard with RGB lights because I like gaming. I like the whole cozy gaming setup scene. And I just, yeah, I need a new keyboard because uh, the other one, it still works, but it's it's older and it's black and it just doesn't fit my desk the way I want it. And I'm so, so happy with it. It sounds, should I do a little sound test with oh, the Oh, yeah, uh, for sure, because we definitely the audio. Yeah. That way people know you're not just making this up and, you know. They never check out the video is version. Gonna, uh, yeah, is it going to change the video when I do this? Oh, uh, I don't know. What should I write? My I would just favorite. Now, can anyone guess what I wrote just by hearing? No way. <laughs> no way. Um, uh, yeah, you definitely, yeah, it did change something. Can I don't you know guess what, what I wrote? Uh, my favorite person in the whole wide world <sighs> is me. I should have. Are you kidding me? You didn't write that? No. That's, that's ridiculous. Okay, um, what'd you write? I wrote my favorite house is Ravenclaw. Mm. sorry okay wow guys see where i fall on this whole favorite scale all right um there you go but yeah it sounds amazing i i think it's great it's fun 
Um, and it yeah. just makes you want to type something. Yeah, for <laughs> I sure. I just want to write a novel now. Yeah. No, I, I think it's really cool. And it has so many different cool settings. Oh, yeah. uh, I think you're going to do like kind of a review of it, and we're going to toss it up somewhere so you guys can see it. Maybe in our story or something, but it's got uh, the still colors. It's got all sorts of different patterns, yes. and it's responsive. It's like... It's just really cool, honestly. I like that. And it sounds cool. So yeah. we're getting we're getting all the feels, all the vibes. And uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. So mm. So yay. Happy birthday, me. <laughs> Happy birthday to Lottie. So it's, it's early. No go in Germany actually to celebrate yeah. your birthday early or open gifts early. So I true. Um, I'm a true American now. Yeah. Yeah, you your your German family and friends would be like, uh, excuse what are you doing? This is like <laughs> bad luck. Uh, yeah. no, it's not good. Your, uh, ge- your Geburtstag. Yeah. Did I say it right? Geburtstag. Yes. Woo. Very good. Uh, ist, um, when is it? It's, uh, when is it? February <laughs> 3rd. I'm just messing with you. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, just thought that was, uh, yeah, it's cool. I wanted, to, I wanted you to be able to show it off because it's really neat. Mm-hmm. really like it a lot. Yes. Very cool. So. Anything else going on in the cottage? You got pulled over, Lottie's new keyboard, taxes. <laughs> PD? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that we're doing a lot of, not only am I doing some academic professional development, I think people know last year I was doing a lot of that. So I've been a little, going to get a little busy here in the next couple months or so, yeah. which is fine, which is good. And um, we're counting down. We have four months left in the school year. Yeah, yeah. And then big changes for uh, us, actually. Yes. So can't wait for that. But yeah, so I think that, and then also we're doing some, some, you know, sort of professional development in terms of uh, content creation, the podcast yes. and things that affect, you know, our listeners and stuff. So we're excited uh, for that kind of stuff mm-hmm. as well. But yeah, Very this, this weekend, I think taught us a lot and guided us down a direction and a path we need to take. Yes. Which so, is very good. Yeah. So think of it. Yeah. More, more in business terms and um, yeah. just, yeah, like you said, PD, professional development, yep. we, ha- we do it all the time as teachers and it's time to also take that serious in our other job, which is uh, content creation yes. and podcasting. And we have three chapters left in the Prisoner of Azkaban. So we're almost done with this book and we've been saying it for every single book, but I'm so excited and I'm kissed the mic again. I'm so excited <laughs> to start Goblet of Fire soon. Me too. I mean, so, I, it's so been fun. a long time since I've read that uh, particular book and yeah. really dove in there or done a reread through it. So, and I feel yeah. like it's one of your favorites, right? Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do like that one a lot. So, well, good thing I have the trivia question for you today yeah. from Goblet of Fire. Great, just great. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Because because you're gonna be able to well, answer. I'm nervous. I'm around. Wow. What am I gonna do? You know. Hey, you're smart. Okay. What if I get it wrong? Um, then I shall decide on your punishment. Mm. Holy smokes. (laughs) Holy smokes. Okay. Okay. Can you tell me who was the first couple mentioned that had joined the champions on the dance floor at the Yule Ball in the book? That joined the champions? Yes. The first one mentioned in the book. First one. That Harry kind of sees. Yeah. Mentioned. Ooh. Oh, boy. Who was the brave couple? One of the brave couples. Can I ask you a question? Were they the were they adults or were they students? Okay, I think you, they it's were adults. Fair. So I think because in the film it's adults. Yes, in the film it is the adults. In the mo- in the book we have both adults and students that are joining. So it's not clear who joined actually first, but it's students who are mentioned. Two students who are mentioned first that Harry kind of sees. So Harry sees multiple people, but mentioned first is a couple 
Uh, students. Students. Yeah. So Neville and Ginny. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Of course, Harry sees Neville and Ginny yeah. first. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So they, they venture out. I mean, Neville was anxious. He was anxious to get out there on the floor yes. and uh, make it happen. Yes. Goodness. And then also the adults. What do you think who they were? I think it was... Uh, I feel like Dumbledore. Dumbled- um, yeah, that's what the movie also displays. Right. So, yeah, he steps out there. Um, was it with McGonagall or was it with... Because um, Hagrid is... See, the, oh boy, the movie's got me all twisted, but... Doesn't he ste- step out with um, Madame Maxime? I think in the book he does with Madame Maxime first. And yeah. then later he dances with McGonagall later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. Hagrid will get his. Yeah. He'll get his later. Okay. He'll yes. get in there. <laughs> okay. Meow. Wow. <laughs> wow. That was so cringy. That was cringe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, why don't people celebrate Madame Maxime and Hagrid more? I don't get it. Oh, I do. I'm. That's what I was like. I think she she could she could have been a little nicer to him. Yeah. I don't well. know. But it's also okay to say, "Hey, I'm sorry. I, I really like you, Hagrid, but I don't think it's gonna work out." That's fine. That yeah. you gotta you gotta say that if it's that's true. That's if true. That's the case. So, anyway, go Hagrid. Go Hagrid. Go Haggers. Uh, today we're gonna skip the beast because this is a really long chapter, and we're gonna dive right into the summary. Uh, would you like to read it, or do you, do you think I should read it? Uh, I think I'll read it just to save us some time. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I think I'm going to read it. Wow. To save us some time. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Let's hear it. Because we're going to need all the time we can get in about a chapter or two. Get it? We're going to need a time oh. turn all the time we can get. Yeah. You know, three That's turns good. exactly. Okay. Chapter 19, The Servant of Lord Voldemort. Snape shocks everyone with his presence. He tells the group how he went to Lupin's office to bring him his Wolfsbane potion because Lupin had forgotten to take it this evening. Then he found the Marauder's map lying open on Lupin's desk and decided to follow him. He was in luck because he found Harry's invisibility cloak laying around by the Whomping Willow. This allowed him to sneak in undetected and overheard parts of their conversation, but he didn't get there early enough to hear the most important part, that Sirius is innocent and that Peter Pettigrew is the real culprit. So Snape assumes that Remus has been helping Sirius all year long to get into the castle. Lupin is trying to explain to him that this is a misunderstanding and that he needs to hear the whole story. But Snape is so full of spite and anger that he uses his wand to tie up Lupin, who falls to the ground and is unable to move. He goes on threatening first Sirius and then even Hermione, who tries to talk sense into Snape. Snape starts shouting. His face is filled with hatred. He seems so beyond reason and deranged that no one is able to calm him down and make him listen. Harry's had enough and steps in front of the door to block his exit. He points out that Snape's making no sense. Lupin had had tons of opportunities this year to kill him if he wanted to. Harry and Snape go back and forth, shouting at each other, and then, without even exchanging a word, the trio act exactly at the same moment. They all cast a disarming charm at Snape. The force of three spells hitting him at once throws Snape into the wall and he becomes unconscious. Black unties Lupin and the two men know it's time to prove to the kids that they're right. Black shows them the photo of the Weasleys in the Daily Prophet that he got from Fudge. There in the picture is Scabbers sitting on Ron's shoulder. The rat is missing a toe on his front paw. Sirius describes how the night that the Potters were killed, he tracked down and cornered Peter. But Peter, with his wand behind his back, blew up the entire street and cut off his own finger for people to find. Then he simply vanished into the smoke in his rat form. No one saw what really happened and everyone blamed Sirius for the explosion. Lupin adds that Scabbers is unusually old for a rat, 12 years to be exact. The entire year Black has been trying to get to Peter, not Harry. And Crookshanks has been helping him. Harry is still confused. Wasn't Sirius his parents' secret keeper? 
He was the only one who could have betrayed them. Finally, Sirius admits that he suggested switching the role of the secret keeper at the last minute. He thought that no one would ever expect little Peter to fulfill that important role. Black clearly blames himself for making that mistake. And now it's Lupin who urges them to hurry up and force Peter to transform into a man. Ron hands over the struggling rat and together Black and Lupin cast a transforming spell. The three kids can't believe their eyes. Where Scabrous had fallen to the ground now lies a short, skinny wizard. With a squeaky voice, the little man denies any of Remus and Sirius's accusations. But Harry can see the fear and panic in his eyes. Eventually, Hermione starts chiming in and asks some very good questions. She wants to know why Peter never harmed Harry in the three years he's been sleeping in the Gryffindor dormitory. Even though Peter couldn't agree more, Sirius delivers a plausible explanation. Peter never did anything of the sort unless he knew there'd be something in it for him. With Voldemort gone and Dumbledore so close, he didn't dare hurt Harry. That's why he stayed with the wizarding family that would keep him posted on the news about his old master. Yet Hermione has another very good question for Sirius. She asks him how he escaped Azkaban. And Black tells his story about how the fact that he's innocent kept him alive and sane. And when he saw Peter in the photo, he now had a new purpose. He was the only one who knew Peter was still alive. He was able to transform into his dog form undetected because the Dementors can't see a person, only feel their feelings. So he slipped past the Dementors as a dog, thin enough to fit between the bars. Then he swam to shore and traveled north to Hogwarts. He lived in the Forbidden Forest and occasionally came to see Harry play Quidditch. Black finishes his story begging Harry to believe him. He would have never betrayed Lily and James. He would have died for them. And at last Harry believes him. He can't bring himself to speak. But he just gives Sirius a nod. This causes Peter to go mad. He begs and pleads them to believe him instead. But Remus and Sirius are already rolling up their sleeves, getting ready to kill Peter. Pettigrew turns to Ron, Hermione, and Harry, crying for help. Eventually, he bursts into tears and admits that he, indeed, was Voldemort's spy. That he saw the Dark Lord taking over everywhere and he was full of fear, afraid he would get killed. This confession makes Sirius even more angry. Yet, right before he and Lupin can kill Peter, Harry jumps in front of Pettigrew to stop them. He asks them to not kill him, but to hand him over to the Dementors instead, and keep him locked up in Azkaban for the rest of his life. After all, his father wouldn't have wanted his friends to become murderers. Sirius and Remus hesitate but agree, and so they chain up Pettigrew, assist Ron with his broken leg, and cast a spell to have Snape's unconscious body hover along. Crookshanks jumps up from the bed and leads the group out of the Shrieking Shack into the tunnel back towards the Hogwarts grounds. You know, uh, which part of this chapter really gave me chills? Which part? When, a couple of moments, but when Sirius is done with his story and just begs Harry, please, Harry, you gotta believe me. And then this moment where Harry at last believed him. Yeah. Just nods. Shift. Yeah, he just, he can't speak. Mm -hmm. This whole story, like, really takes a toll on him and... He he now sees that they all got it wrong and Sirius is innocent and how fast the switch in his head is like, you know, what do you call it? A switch that you turn in your head or something. Uh -huh. What about it? Yeah. Where everything you believed gone and the new belief starts taking over. Yeah. And how fast that goes, we will see in the next chapter, actually, um, when they already talk about moving, <laughs> moving in with Sirius and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he sees this man who is his parents' best friend, 
who's mm-hmm. been locked up in Azkaban for 12 years, in a sense, even though he blames himself for switching Secret Keepers at the last moment. And I think, I can't imagine being Harry at that moment. Like everything yeah. you believe just broke down and you just have to, yeah, put, put put your faith into both Remus and Sirius and that they are telling the truth right now. And how do we go forward from that? Yeah, that's crazy. You have to use logic. They're super emotional right now, yeah. and it's difficult for all of them. That's why the story takes so long. Is there? Mm-hmm. It's everyone is yelling and screaming. Emotions are high. Sirius is admitting his guilt, and so it's confusing Harry. It's confirming what he already thinks about Sirius. But then the truth is like, well, I'm I'm not guilty because I killed them. I'm guilty because I switched mm-hmm. over to Peter because yeah. I thought that would keep uh, your father and Lily more safe. Uh, and yeah, just sort of, um, wild. And so it would take a second for Harry to kind of, for for this to click over, but you're right. It happens. And he does make that moment. I think it's slowly been building. There's been this slow, um, realization that, okay, something is not right here because the story is, is that Peter Pettigrew is supposed to be dead. He is not dead. And so we go over all of this back and forth, lots of explanation and reasoning, and it's just crazy. Um, yeah. that we're in this position. But and yeah. v- very good question by Remus was, why would an innocent man spend 12 years as a rat and not show himself? You know, Peter later, he, I mean, his development in this chapter is also wild. He goes from try- trying to play this card. He's been scared and innocent. And how can anyone blame him? How can anyone believe Sirius Black, right? He's, he's done so well. I, I just try to imagine the scene when all of this happened with him and Sirius in the street and all the muggles around him. Mm-hmm. What Peter did, and just imagine this for a second, picture this. He had his wand behind his back. Yep. And somehow, in a split second, he makes this whole street explode, mm-hmm. kills the, the 12 muggles, mm-hmm. cuts off his finger, transforms into a rat, and runs. Yeah. Within like a second or two. Mm -hmm. That's wild. That is wild. If that's not, I mean, a skilled wizard somehow, I don't know what is. You know what was, yeah, well, for sure. He's extremely powerful. That's the, I I do believe (laughs) that he has, he is again, one of the marauders. Yeah. And uh, even if he's the least of them, I still think he's pretty powerful. Um, They, they allude to it a lot in this chapter that Peter liked to be near stronger wizards and stronger friends to be, you know, closer to them, they sort of protected him yeah. in a way, right? So it I do think that he is powerful, but yet he's afraid. Yeah. Or he has this tendency to not want to um yeah, be involved in these struggles. I think he wants a cushy life. Yeah. I think the life living with a bunch of wizards as scabbers as a rat is like cool for him. He's like, this is good. Yeah. So I know they're <laughs> saying that like, oh, he did that purely to keep an eye out for Voldemort, but he knows for a fact that he faked his own death. That makes him, if he reappears, he's instantly seen as guilty. Yes. So he did betray the like the Potters. Don't hear that Ez is saying <laughs> we should have sympathy for Peter because blah, blah. But, I mean, he was put in a position where he, as, as he says, what was I going to do? Well, yeah. What should I have done? And Sirius is like, you should have died. Yeah. Right? But so Sirius so now hold on. Putting in- Ask yourself for a second, right? You didn't ask for this. You didn't ask to be made the secret keeper. You have all of your good friends pressuring you to say, no, this is the best thing. They're going to be after Sirius. They're going to hunt him down, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. The logic in this, by the way, doesn't make sense because Sirius, if he is the secret keeper, 
there's nothing there's no torture or anything that you can do you have to willingly give that up for Voldemort yeah. to take to, to be able to get that secret so if he wasn't willing to give it up then the secret is good with him and he would have died yeah he said correct? he would have so so why yeah. did he make the switch yeah that's what I don't understand because there is no amount of magic that can like pull that or or tear that rip that from Sirius right yeah. that's, that's yeah. why that's why it's such a powerful charm you have to willingly give it up mm-hmm. so it's just it doesn't it does not make no sense no it doesn't actually. so we're gonna make peter or they wouldn't expect that so it's like yes they're gonna come out because Sirius even says in this chapter he's like they're gonna come after me peter it's okay he even in this chapter says he was worried about peter he was concerned about him so he went to peter's house true to check on check Peter, on him. And, he, and then he wasn't there, and he knew something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like it just it just goes to show you all of them may have been in danger, but once you go to Pettigrew and you realize he doesn't have the secret, and you torture him, and you 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 maybe figure that out, you go to see. Or I don't know. That's actually the other thing too. We don't know if they. How do you know who the secret keeper really is? Yeah. How would you know if they can't really give up the secret? That's something, right? right? You know? Yeah, I guess so. I guess he expected they would come for him first. Yeah. And then he would never tell them the secret. And they would just... But then if they think he is actually the secret keeper and if he really plays it up well, they would think, okay, he's not going to tell us. We're not going to torture him out of uh, the secret out of him. Mm-hmm. We're just going to kill him. Yeah. And then they would think, okay, the secret died with him. I don't know if that was what he was hoping for. Yeah. Because what, what would they do? You're right. If they think it's Sirius and Sirius says it's him. Right. Okay. It's, it's it's an interesting logic. I don't know what Sirius was thinking really, but. The secret keeper can in no way be blackmailed, bewitched, or tortured into giving up the secret. No. So if Sirius, as he says in this chapter, is willing to die for the Potters and he knew he was likely that they're going to come after him. And he tells Peter when Peter's like, well, what was I supposed to do? Yeah. Voldemort's going to kill me. He's like, you should have died. Well, Sirius, hold on a second. You then would have been the safest person, yes. right? <laughs> What's the logic in giving it to Peter? What's the reason in saying, hey, Peter, you should be the secret keeper. They'll never expect that. Well, that's the whole freaking point here, guys, yeah. is that no one can get it from you if you're not willing to give it. Right. So... So serious, you're good. Yes, I mean your your people may know that it's it's logical. Uh, it makes sense that James Potter would maybe use his best friend or whatever. And so yeah, that puts a target on you if you're gonna do this this type of Fidelius charm. It does put a target on you. But Sirius moved the target off of himself and he moved it on to Peter. Yeah. Yes. And is it that was, right? Is that okay? It was, was that well. It was one of two. How is that smart? I was going to say it was two, one of two things. Either, yeah, it was a rash decision and Sirius just trying to outsmart Voldemort. Imagine the Marauders were, what, 20, 21 years old. They think they were, you know, the kings of the world, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After mm-hmm. their Hogwarts time, they really had very, yeah. what do you call them? Big heads. They were very. Yeah, they had a big ego. Big ego, yeah. yeah they had yeah. very big egos, yep. especially Sirius and James. And yep. he thought he could outsmart Voldemort, not thinking straight, not thinking truly he would be the one who the secret would be safest with. Or the other, which I don't believe is that likely, but he could have just protected himself 
because he knew Voldemort would be after him and he would have to give up either his life or sanity or yeah, something. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, here's some inter- here's some interesting facts about secret keepers. And you're right. These yeah. the Marauders had this ego and that does sort of play into who they chose to be the secret keeper and why it wasn't Dumbledore. Cuz yeah. let's be clear, James Potter could have and Albus Dumbledore does offer to be yes. the secret keeper. So who's the one wizard that Voldemort does not want to come after in face and is afraid of? Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> so he should have been the secret keeper, yeah. but their ego kind of got in the way, this pride thing, whatever. They're the marauders. They can handle this on their own. Yeah. But they already have admitted in this chapter here recently that they suspected there was a spy among them, and they suspected it might even be Remus because of the werewolf nature. Yes. Right? Now it's Peter, who I, by, by the way, too, I think Peter's just getting roughed up, actually, and I think he's, he's being, you know, cornered by some Death Eaters, and that's the... The intel that he's giving over is just enough for him to kind of say, like, I didn't really give you guys up, but I, you don't understand the pressure I was under. I was forced into that. And so that's where I kind of think uh, Peter is in terms of him being the spy. I don't think he was outright openly just like, like really happy to go to Baltimore and like give him this information. I don't think that's the case. No, I think I don't think so either. I think he might not have been cornered. I think he really saw what was going on during the war and thought we have no, he lost all hope. That could be. Yeah. He thought there is no way we can win. We're not going to win. This evil yep. wizard's going to take over the world and I better be on his side because I don't want to die. Yeah. That's all. I think it's all self self-preservation. Pres- preservation. Yeah. Very Slytherin-like. A lot of people have yeah. argued that. Peter is a Slytherin. At the time when he was sorted, he could have valued um, the Gryffindor uh, personality type trades more than Slytherin, but I think his true nature in the end was the Slytherin Mm self-perseverance, perseverance, mm -hmm. preservation Mm -hmm. trait. So I think that that was strongest in him. Yeah, yeah. And which is, I mean, we all have it to some point. Right. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, don't, sure. we don't want to die. That's that's OK to have that thought. I don't want to die. And, and Sirius just puts that on him like, no, you should have like we're your friends. We all would have died for you. You should have done the same for us. Yeah. It's just interesting that if Sirius suspected there was a spy and he suspected Remus. Yeah. And he's just not sure. You're not 100 percent. Well, if it's not Remus, well, who else could it be? Another yeah. one of these. Or if he knows it's not him. Why would you go any other direction? Why would you not just be the secret keeper? Right. Now, the other problem we have with secret keepers is that in the series we see later on, Arthur Weasley and Bill Weasley end up being their own secret keepers for right. their own house, their own place, right? So I think Bill is a secret keeper yes. at Shell Cottage. Um, Arthur Weasley is a secret keeper for Aunt Muriel's house, which is a safe house that mm-hmm. they have. Mm-hmm. And so those two are secret keepers Dumbledore was the secret keeper for uh, number 12 Grimmauld Place and so there's just an issue there in terms of like like maybe they didn't know but I mean it's it's an inconsistency in J.K. Rowling's writing right yeah I mean but it's it's sort of a plot hole that she does that with the Marauders and then later on she's kind of like well you can actually just be your own secret keeper yeah maybe no one has tried before and they yeah they didn't discover that until later yeah also a question for you since Sirius said he went to Peter's hiding place to check on him. Was Peter's hiding place under a Fidelia's charm as well? Like, did they... Or was it really just Lily and James and Harry? 
I think it was just them, right? I think it was a difficult okay. charm to to cast or to put on a family. And I mean, the the, the binding of the secret is to the soul too. Yeah. So it's really tied up in a lot of advanced magic. I feel like they had to have Dumbledore do it, yeah. actually. So, um, it, yeah, it's just a it's a tough one. And I just think I think if they ever did a Marauder series you would really see maybe the pressure that Peter was under yes. and the treatment that he received from these guys. And he's kind of like maybe not the best of friends with them yeah. uh, or didn't feel like he was totally in or there was some slights or things that just add up over the years. You ever have yeah. a friend who's like, you're friends with them and you think you think your childhood, really. Mm -hmm. And you think of those friends who, yeah, you're buds and you, you've grown you're up together. Group, you're right? a group, yeah. yeah. But there's all these digs that sort of add up yeah. over the years and you're kind of like, when it push comes to shove, I'm not like... I'm cool to go hang out with you, go to the movies or whatever, but right. like I'm not sticking my neck out for you because yeah. you've been rude, you've been mean, you've done things that I'm like, maybe I wasn't uh, brave enough at the time to speak out against. Mm. And you, people will often say, well, that's on you. You should have said something. No, 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 no. That's on the person who did the thing. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's just how I believe because I see kids all the time where it's like, you should say something. The person who's doing the thing should know better and needs to be reprimanded yes. and they need to stop what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. Yes. At some point I do agree. If those people are able to say and speak up and do whatever, absolutely. But I'm just sort of looking at Peter thinking in this lens of him being in this group and being a lesser member of that group, not as popular and thinking, you know what? I'm not as close to these guys as they think I am. Maybe. I'm, yeah. You know Especially I mean? after like, they left Hogwarts. I yeah. think that put like, if we all think back to our high school time, and right. then at high school, there's, it feels like your friendship is never going to be over. This is like, it's going to be like this forever. Like, that's what it feels like. Even though we all know we're going to go separate ways after school. But up to that point, school life is all we know. And think back of the last couple of years at Hogwarts. They had a blast together. There was this, they were a th as thick as thieves, just like Fred and George and Lee Jordan, maybe. They went around and discovered the grounds and everything around Hogwarts that no one else has done before. They're sneaking around and yeah, yeah. They, no one knows. And that's what makes them feel like there's this, this elite group that can take on the world. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they would never think it would be any other way. Cause that's just how, yeah, often how it feels. Yeah. And then they leave school and all of a sudden a war breaks out. Uh -huh. Um, uh -huh. Lily and James have a child yeah. And we see in a lot of letters that Sirius is still very close with them. Mm -hmm. I think and even Remus. But where was but Remus, where, right? Yeah. And and what is Peter doing? Is he trying to get yeah, a job or Yeah, what were they doing occupation? after, right? Is, is Peter himself trying to start a family? You know what I mean? Oh, but does Peter have a girlfriend? Yeah, but seriously, let's say Peter <laughs> has a girlfriend and like he's fretting one night and he's just like, they, they, they're, they, you know, they're my old friends and right. I, I, I don't know what to do. Like they want me to be the secret keeper, but like yeah. that's a death sentence. It's a straight death sentence. What do I do? Well, I mean, what would he do? Right. So he's just like, they, I, you tell him no. And then they think he's the spy. Well, which they're kind of right. Is. Right. Yeah. And the point is, is that like, then you start to realize, and that's where I go back to my defense of him in terms of like, <laughs> I think he's just been cornered by some Death Eaters and forced. They know he's a weak link. Yeah. You go to him, pound him. Right. Rough mm -hmm. him up for, for some information. He's not brave enough to say, guys, they caught me in an alley. I'm really sorry. Like, because that's just. It, you, you can see from Remus and Sirius's reaction here that they would never, ever accept that. Don't you? Di not even mm -hmm. one. One little secret that you told just because you yeah. were roughed up. How dare you, Peter? Yeah. And they would come down hard on him. And yeah. I feel like 
oftentimes he's he has felt like he is inferior to them. Mm-hmm. So in no way would he want to lose face in front of them and say, yeah, guys, I got beat up by a bunch of Death Eaters and I did tell them about yeah. X, Y, and Z. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, okay? Like, yeah. you, you see what I'm saying? Yes. Because he doesn't want to lose face in front of those guys who were his yeah. friends, who who were his strong buddies, et cetera, and... But I think he's he's getting older, going like, man, I gotta get, I gotta get out of this. Yes. I don't want to be near any. Which of this stuff. he should have. I think, in my opinion, he definitely he definitely made a mistake. He shouldn't have gone to Baltimore, just yeah. saying, I give up. This is we're gonna lose the war. This is gonna be the new lord, right. and I'm right. gonna be on his side to save my own skin. I think he should have. If he if he feared that, I think he should have just left the country, gone somewhere into mm-hmm. hiding, mm-hmm. talk to. Someone like Dumbledore, who yeah. is someone who could definitely have protected him. Yes. And said, hey, Dumbledore, I can't tell my friends this. I can't yeah. tell my, my good buddies, but I'm getting beat up in Diagon Alley. I'm going around the corner and they're pulling me into Nocturne Alley. And yeah. these Death Eaters know where I'm at and I'm going to see my girlfriend. And <laughs> here's what's happening. They're pulling me into Nocturne Alley. They're beating me up yeah. and they're forcing me to give a couple of tidbits of information. But I've held back. I've not given the big secrets. And, and Dumbledore, can you help me? Can you keep me safe? Especially now, Sirius wants me to be the secret keeper. Mm-hmm. And Dumbledore is saying, make me the secret keeper. And they're saying, no, 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 it's going to be serious. Last second, he's like, let's go. I mean, also, last minute. Yeah. Before they make the decision, yeah. there's an urgency. He doesn't Get have Peter. Get Peter over choice. here now. Yeah. This is this is good. This yeah. is clutch. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. the ego. That's all that, like, you know, I mean, and, and again, it's not, they're young. They're immature. They're They're not thinking this through. They're not even... Thinking yes. about their friend Peter, right? Sirius is just sort of saying, "No, he'll do it." Clearly, we're all in this for we're we're blood brothers, right? But that's not the case because they suspected Remus yeah. was the spy. So you, yeah. Anyway, I'm d- just a rant. Sorry. Yes. And I'm done. This whole chapter is about irrational, emotional decision making. Yeah. Because we start off if we go back to the beginning of the chapter. Actually, we have Snape. Oh, yeah. coming in who was abs- completely out of his mind out of rage he he saw bits and pieces of the puzzle immediately came to wrong conclusions and thought he's gonna take this in his own hands and make serious pay remus pay for everything they've done and later you're gonna say what you told yeah. me mm-hmm. another reason why he's so mm-hmm. deranged angry yeah. mad yeah. in this chapter so i want to ask a question though that's i mean one of one of the answers is because he's out of his mind but yeah. i can't believe that snape he came into lupin's office to give him his potion he knew lupin did not take his potion tonight mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how come snape didn't take some potion with him to give to lupin because he doesn't only endanger the kids and everyone around him but also himself because if lupin transforms and he wants to get Lupin right he wants to Mm -hmm. capture him and but if he if he turns into a werewolf there's no he doesn't have a chance yeah so Mm -hmm. why doesn't Snape make him drink the potion or bring it with maybe he had it in his pocket and he just didn't get to give it to him I don't know but that seems very not Snape like because Snape is very smart very calculating yeah Yeah, and that's the reason why he came into his office in the first place so he should have you should have brought it with him. Well, this is where Snape falls apart when it comes to the Marauders, when it comes to James Potter, yeah. Sirius Black, Remus, right? Yeah. And he doesn't even know about Pettigrew. But right. in particular, all of these guys, all of the Marauders, it all relates back to Lily. Yeah. And for him, it just sets him off. 
and he does not think rationally. He doesn't. You can tell in this chapter he's almost like spitting with anger yeah. uh, at these guys. So he sees he's suspected all year long that Remus is allowing Sirius back into this yeah. castle, that there's an alliance between those two, right. and it's not good. Number one, he has the prejudice that a lot of wizards have against werewolves, and so he doesn't trust yes. Remus. So there it is. We, Ron showed us that. It's just mm -hmm. known in the wizarding community. They don't trust the werewolves. Um, so he has that prejudice. Then he sees that he's not here tonight. He knows that this is a night where he needs to be careful. So he's thinking, okay, Remus is up to something. Yeah. He's away. He hasn't taken his potion. He forgot to take it. So that's sign number one that something is wrong. He goes to the Marauder's Map, sees a magical bit of parchment that he had seen earlier, by the way, and right. realized that, you know, right away, Remus covered up for Harry, took totally. this bit of parchment. Yeah. Now I see that it that it's uh, magical, and it's showing Remus running off. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Off of the edge of the map mm -hmm. towards the Shrieking Shack. So forget the potion. He's on his way out there to see what the heck is going on yeah. because he knows the history of that building. He knows what's what's happened there, and mm -hmm. he knows that Sirius Black is somewhere on the Hogwarts grounds. Mm -hmm. So if this is his chance to go catch these guys and what mm -hmm. he has thought they've been doing this whole time, he's not bringing the. He's just taking his wand and every bit of dark magic that he knows mm -hmm. with him oh, yeah. to the Shrieking Shack so he can put an end to these guys. Yeah. And I mean, that's 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 where that's what we get. He is so it almost just like it, like almost like he's rewarded. He is so just yeah. like, gotcha. I was right this whole time. Yeah. Saw, yeah. Knew it. Knew it. I can't wait to tell yes. Dumbledore. You guys are unbelievable. Yeah. And, and it's all these half truths because mm -hmm. like, yeah, they bullied him. Yeah, there was issues. And yeah, like Remus is a werewolf. Like the wizarding community would be outraged that he went to school like Dumbledore. What right. the heck? He could have killed kids. I mean, they admit that like they were running around they the Hogwarts grounds. They were close calls, mm. uh, but still, that's why they. That's that's actually why Remus won't even tell Dumbledore that yeah. like, hey, uh, Sirius is an animagus, by the way, and we were actually betraying your trust and running around, right? So, so Snape is right in part. He is yes. right about these guys, okay, um, but. He sort of loses it and can't keep it all together because it all comes down to this really emotional. He's he's the, a lot of people have said that he's stunted in his maturity, uh, and it's because of the loss of his best friend, yeah. his best friend, the only friend that I think he truly really had, and the person that he loved dearly, yeah, yeah. Lily Potter, yeah, um, Lily Evans, and so yeah, when he is there and he's looking at these guys, he's just sort of like. You know, Potter, shut up. Hermione, shut up. Like, oh, yeah. do not talk right now. These guys murdered, and he doesn't say. He's not no. He's not talking about Harry's family, right? So for him, it's not like, Harry, they murdered your, your, your parents. It's not that angle. It's, it's he's still stuck on, they murdered the woman that I love. Yeah. And so or at he least they is just. Failed to protect her. Failed That's to protect Yes. He was probably placing his hope like he knew Voldemort was going to go for the Potters but he was also placing his hope on Sirius's shoulders knowing or at least thinking he would be the secret keeper mm -hmm. and he would stand his ground against them and, and rather die for the Potters and instead mm -hmm. he made a really I mean Sirius made a really rash decision which ended up being 
the worst thing he could ever have done. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. To place on Peter, yeah. Now, you brought this up, which is, what did Snape know about Peter Pettigrew? Did he know that Peter was the rat and that he was passing information over to Voldemort? Did he know that he was the spy? Because he comes to Dumbledore and he says, mm-hmm. there's a prophecy, right? And that prophecy basically says um, that, and that the prophecy has marked the Potters, right? In Voldemort's yeah. mind, he has marked uh, James and Lily and their son, Harry, uh, as, as the one that would bring the Dark Lord down. So he's like, boom, going after them. But like, doesn't he know that Peter has been passing information over to Voldemort? Because Sirius says that Peter had been the spy for the the, the whole past right? year for yes. one for one year. So Snape should know that. Like he that right there is a little bit of information. Had that have gone to Dumbledore, it then goes it goes down the line to the rest of the members of the Order. They right. confront Peter, and we don't have this issue. So mm-hmm. because Snape comes and he basically says to Dumbledore, "Hide Lily," right? So when he when he wants her hidden at that point, the charm has not been cast. She has not been hidden. But he, if he also is forthcoming in all this other information and he turns double agent, right. why would he not have access to this Peter Pettigrew uh, spy business? And why wouldn't he be able to pass that over like, hey, there is a spy right. in your midst. And, and exactly. you need to know that it's Peter Pettigrew because I'm in the Death Eater Council and I see old Peter being drug in here off a of Diagon Alley over to Nocturne. And I, I see him being forced to give up these secrets against the Order. So he should be able to say to Dumbledore, that's the guy to keep an eye out for. Right. Right. And that never happens. It's so. so yeah, it's very interesting that. He doesn't know that because Sirius, and we don't know if Sirius says this to Peter later on to threaten him, mm-hmm. but Sirius states in Azkaban, a lot of the other Death Eaters, they think he's dead, or if he knew that he was alive, they would make him answer mm-hmm. to their call or like, you know, beat him up. If they ever get out, they would beat him up. Yeah, they talked yeah. about him, according to Sirius. So that right. means they, the Death Eaters know that exactly. Peter is among the death, like is one of them. Right. How is it that Snape doesn't? Now we have an explanation later that that Voldemort has always been secretive mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. who are his followers, real names, real faces. Right. Who knows what? Yeah. Especially back in the day. Mm-hmm. But then it's odd for Sirius to say that about. Yeah, that they even though Voldemort might be secretive and everyone's sort of masked and and yeah. like we don't really know exactly whoever even though he's like identifying them in Goblet of Fire like he's going around yeah. calling them by name that's in the film anyway but I think it's also in the book. Um, so even though Voldemort is secret about who might be on his Death Eater Council, clearly the members of Azkaban, the, the Death Eaters who were in Azkaban, were speaking about a double agent. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, they, were they talking about Snape? Were they talking about Pettigrew? Uh, Sirius believes they're talking about Peter Pettigrew. And because he was the double agent who gave up this information to Voldemort, sent him to Godric's Hollow, that double agent, Peter Pettigrew, is who got Voldemort killed or destroyed or defeated that night. So therefore, the Death Eaters cannot stand him for that reason. But that lets you know they knew, which means Snape would know, Karkaroff would know, like Lucius Malfoy Right. All these yeah. other people on the outside would know that yeah. that there's that there's an issue here. Sirius Black, they would be able to say was not in our inner council. Right. We they knew did, that. Yeah. Yeah. Like his brother, Regulus. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that was sort of the thing We're like Sirius is kind of like he's 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 again pure blood. He's he's protected because of, of his family. 
Um, so he was able to kind of run between both worlds a little bit, yeah. uh, a little bit. And he, he, I think he had that protection because, oh, so his family, they're like loyal Death Eaters. Right. Right. Um, but they're not going to, I mean, there's no reason if they didn't, unless they have to, uh, yeah. to come right out and just kill him. Right. So it, I just think it's, it's like, yeah, there's definitely some confusion there about who knew what and why we didn't know more um, from our double agent, Snape, yeah. about Voldemort's double agent, Peter <laughs> Pettigrew. Exactly. Yeah, Snape couldn't have known, though, unless, I mean, otherwise he wouldn't have come here and threatened Black and Remus. He didn't know that Peter was the double yeah, agent. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's just it's just interesting that he doesn't know. And, yeah. you, and you cannot say that it's like, well, Peter started spying and telling things to Voldemort after um, we found out about that prophecy. Unless, unless that, was, that prophecy was made a whole year in advance. I don't think so. Oh, but I mean, we can check when the prophecy. When was the prophecy made? There is probably a date to it. Check it out real quick. OK, so. So the prophecy that Trelawney makes supposedly is around June 1980. OK. Yeah. Harry is born a month later. All yes. Right? At that same time, Snape heard the prophecy in June 1980. Okay, I'm just going to say June. You, uh, we could say it's earlier or whatever, right? Yeah. But he hears the prophecy. He then goes and tells Voldemort about this prophecy. Okay? Yes, he now, did. So Harry is born. Neville is born. Okay? Two candidates that could have fit the prophecy. There's probably some debate for several months. Which of these is it? First mm -hmm. of all, they had to figure out which which wizard was born, right? Is like they had to go look and see who's pregnant who's having a child, <laughs> yeah. right? They don't know for the first True. couple of months. Like, it's not like the, like they're, they're in the know, for, for example. Like, yeah. so you hear through other wizarding families, some of the Death Eaters who are tied into those families here, the Potters had a boy. Oh, the Longbottoms, they also had yeah. a wizard boy at that same time. So they're, they're cataloging this list for their Dark Lord Voldemort. So some time goes by. Harry's living, maybe his first six months. Maybe it's like December. And then he finally figures out, is he marks Potter. He marks him yeah. and he says, it's, it's Harry Potter. Okay. I'm going after him. Snape can't believe it. He told that information to Voldemort. It just marked Lily. Okay. He wanted Lily to be saved. Right. Forget everybody else, which is awful, but still he can't believe it. Mm -hmm. So at some point in that first year of Harry's life, we don't know when exactly Snape does come to Dumbledore and says, please hide them. Okay. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, Peter Pettigrew has been a double agent, so according to Sirius, for the past year from the Potter's death. Yeah. So at some point um, from that October 31st point, you know, backward, you have Peter Pettigrew being a spy. Um, now, Dumbledore, the Fidelius charm is not to hide the Potters, is not cast until October 24th, one week before they are killed. Wow. So that's the that's wow. the wow factor, right? Is that you have almost eight months where the Potters were what on the run, not protected? Were they doing were other they? things? Yeah. Exactly. Where were they? What were they doing? What other types of things were they they doing? They had already three times defied the Dark Lord according to the prophecy. Okay, right. so I don't think it was like those three times were coming forward. I think Trelawney and her prophecy um, that Dumbledore heard and that Snape heard as a spy. They that what they had indicated to them was that th these were like the Longbottoms had also done that, and so yeah. had the Potters. Yes. So that's how they narrowed down this list yeah. to, to those two families. 
Um, and so, yes, they were able to do that. Maybe they continued to do that. Maybe they continued to evade the Death Eaters and Voldemort on their own with their own skills and the, the help of the Order members moving them around or whatever. Yeah. But maybe there was too many close calls. And then one week prior to them being killed, we do the Fidelius charm. And it's almost like it's such a powerful charm that they think, hey, we're safe. Okay, right. this we should be safe. But the problem is, is that it risks their friend Sirius's life. Yeah. And that maybe is why they hesitated in, in, in using that charm at all. Right. Yeah. They might have said, no, somebody's going to be really at risk here if we True. do this. So we might. That's the last thing that they decide to do. So almost maybe eight months or more go by where the potters are unprotected. Yep. And so they're what are they doing to kind of evade Voldemort? And when they decide to do the thing that is like for sure going to protect them, but it puts a friend at stake, that's where wow. we have a problem. Isn't yeah. that crazy to think about? You yeah. know, they almost like let their guard down um, and they're like, Sirius has got this. And Sirius is like, hey, we well, let's switch it to Peter. And it's so crazy. But when you break down that timeline, I think it's kind of interesting for folks to remember. And this comes down. Fudge says that the Fidelius charm was cast barely a week before Voldemort came after the Potters. Wow. And that's how we know that was around October 24th. Crazy. So, yeah, you're right. They didn't have a protection for the longest time. And uh, maybe the Order... Do we know where the Order's headquarters were in the first Wizarding War? Not uh, really. Yeah, I'd have to look it up. I don't know. Uh, I wonder, yeah, if they... if. You're, you might be right if they uh, send order members around for protections. Yeah. And even if you're... I mean, Peter had a hiding place, right? So even if you didn't cast a Fidelius charm, you probably had a hiding place mm -hmm. where not everybody knows where you are. Yeah. And I think the Fidel Fidelius charm they used then because they knew there was a spy at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they knew, okay, if we have a spy among us... Yeah, we yeah. now need to like that spy can always tell them where we're hiding. So we need someone to protect the secret, even from some of our friends, because mm -hmm. yeah. that's I think that's the reason why they did that. Like you said before that, they could have done it, but they said it's too dangerous. It's it, too dangerous. It, to it marks one yes. of our friends. Yeah. yeah. And so the problem I kind of have is that, like, let's say in December, there's still eight months or or I'm sorry, 10 months until until the attack happens, mm. still six months after Harry Potter is born, if Voldemort figures out in December who this is, then Snape has goes to to, to Dumbledore mid-year, right, around mm -hmm. Christmas, or whenever you want to say that he went to him, I don't know. Um, then he says, hey, hide them. But Peter is a spy at that time. Mm. Peter has been spying. And so he then says, go be a double agent for me. Send me information. Mm. And so if the Potters were evading, all like like Voldemort, but it's getting he's getting closer and closer and closer, and it's because of Pettigrew's tips on where they are, what they're yeah. doing, or their movements. Then you just feel like Snape would have known that, yeah. and he doesn't. Yeah. And so that's either very clever on Voldemort uh, and how he got that information from Pettigrew, mm -hmm. or I don't know, or Snape was just emotionally kind of like trying to distance himself from them, show Dumbledore yeah. that hey, I'm I'm with you guys, I'm not with them, so he doesn't show up as much, and maybe that's also why. Bellatrix and others start to kind of sense something's wrong with yeah. Snape. He's not as committed, as right. vicious. He seems different in his demeanor in those last six to eight months that yeah. he's with Voldemort. That would explain, yeah, I guess a lot. Wow. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> I love breaking it down. I, I love breaking it down and seeing what, like, like going through those things and thinking about yeah. those emotions and stuff that is, that's gaps. It's just not filled in. Right. It's the more it's we open. read about it, the more... 
we want those gaps filled. It's such an emotional part of the story that you can, yeah, easily just m- embellish on that and, and explain to us, show us what happened, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it's mm-hmm. one of the many interpretations, but show us a young Snape, a young, you know, the young family of James, Lily, and Harry. Yeah. I mean, there was, people forget there was a whole year they had together. Yeah. Just being a happy family, you know? I mean, right. Harry was kind of born in the middle of the war, but still yeah it's crazy it's a lot yeah and sorry i know it's been kind of a different chapter discussion we've kind of bounced around (laughs) i think lottie still has uh, tons of thoughts she wants to kind of get through but i just think oh no it's a lot of them we covered that was a very important part because we go back in time we go back in time because this is this is Sirius's biggest regret Mm -hmm. too yeah just like snape's i think yeah snape's biggest regret is that he was the one who told voldemort about the the Mm -hmm. prophecy yep and Sirius's biggest regret is that he persuaded James and Lily to change Secret Keeper at last moment because he knows now looking back, he probably knows. Wow, that was that was dumb. That was wrong. Shouldn't have done it. Yes. Silly. So should have died for them. I, I, so I, I silly. Yeah. 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 And at the same time, he's also so disappointed in his friend. Yeah, and I think even too, um, he I think Sirius is one disappointed in himself for as you said, like the. The regret that he has that he yeah. that he switched secret keepers. He's disappointed in Peter Pettigrew. He's also disappointed in himself for not trusting Remus. And, yes, and falling they into didn't the, trust each other. Yeah, yeah. Trawling in, like falling into that prejudice of he's a werewolf and, you know, yes. therefore if there's a spy, it's probably True. him, right? Even though that's a guy he grew up with and knew pretty well. Um, it just shows you that the Marauders had some frac- They had some cracks. Yeah. If they don't trust Remus because he's a werewolf, there were cracks. Yeah. And they're ignoring the ones from the lesser member of their group because he doesn't seem as threatening. Oh, yeah. The way he the, the way Sirius talks about him now is, yes, it's full of spite because he knows now Sir, uh, mm-hmm. Peter has betrayed Lillian James, but he calls him a weak, talentless thing. And, and, and yeah, sorry yeah. to interrupt, but he clearly had this feeling and perception of Peter Pettigrew yeah. this entire time because he already has these ready-to-go statements about who Peter was during that time yeah. and what he felt he was doing, which means that he had low, like like Peter's status in his eyes was lower. Mm-hmm. And Peter felt that also, too. That's the yeah. whole thing I was alluding to earlier is that like that fracturing among that group is there. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, I think an interesting uh, thing about this chapter is we forget, too, in the movies, it's just Harry, right, who casts his spell against Snape because he knows something is wrong. Snape is out of his mind. He he doesn't want to listen to anything they have to say. And the things that Sirius and Remus so far have been saying, because they haven't seen proof yet, they haven't seen Scabbers turn into Peter yet, but he knows something they say makes sense and he needs to hear the whole story. So he can't let Snape have them delivered to the Dementors and kiss Sirius and all that stuff. He, oh, yeah, for he sure. He wants to hear what the rest of it, right? So he casts the spell, but also Ron and Hermione at the same time as mm-hmm. Harry. Yeah. They all three attack Snape, and mm-hmm. Hermione is hyperventilating because oh, yeah. <laughs> she attacked a teacher. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. They can't believe they said this, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's 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 wild, and it's honestly a weird. This is another thing that I think for Snape, it's sort of like what disrespect. You just attacked yeah. me. Now, yeah. now again, people say, well, they were right. You know what I mean? He was he's yeah. ridiculous, and and he's he's jumping to conclusions. This doesn't have the full story, and they have the full story. And so when you get to the the truth of it, like the kids were correct, but it's yeah. another thing that he holds like nobody respects it. No, nobody so, has. Yes. Yeah, and and like. 
they're not listening to me. They, they always just think right. they know everything. And then he misses the crucial part again because he's unconscious. He doesn't see Peter transform. Yep. He doesn't hear Sirius beg for Harry's, yep. like, not forgiveness, but to believe him. Yeah, yeah. All that. He misses all of it. Yeah, he only comes in at the point where, uh, hey, gotcha, boom. It seems like Sirius and Remus are good, patching things up. And so, yeah, yeah that's, that's unfortunate. Uh, because... In the end, Snape is right that Harry and a lot of them assume the worst of him, and truly he's much better uh, than they ever realized. And he has a yeah. lot, even though he has all his flaws and shortcomings and stuff, for sure. Yeah. He's not, you know, I'm not sitting here saying Snape's a great person or character, but um, I think uh, there's just a lot that's been assumed about him. There's a lot that's mm -hmm. been just sort of, they, everyone, yeah. So anyway, yeah. it's, there's a whole character deep dive that we could True. do there, but still, yeah, you guys know. Yes. Snape's Snape is awesome, interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating. Lots to talk about. Yeah. But when once he's knocked out, uh, Sirius pulls out to, to show them how he recognized Peter or how he knew he was still alive. He mm -hmm. shows him the picture in the Daily Prophet. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, wow, crazy that on a group photo in black and white on a newspaper... They can see individual toes of a rat. Yeah. So we're thinking the Daily Prophet must have had some really HD quality photos in their papers. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I don't know, but maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe they were, we know they were moving around. Yeah. Yeah. Back then that was witchcraft, yeah. right? Now, I mean, we can kind of see a future where that, where we have papers where just yeah. photos are moving and For it's sure. digital. We always have digital papers. So yeah. anyway, but uh, maybe they did move around. Maybe they were some zoom ins on the rat. Who knows? But it just seemed like very odd that they could see the individual, like a toe missing on yeah. a rat's paw. Yeah. I always think, I did my, my, my head can, I always think that Sirius just had seen him so often that he could distinguish between it's true this he rat says or that, that rat like not all rats look exactly alike not all cats look alike right it's so true we, i gotta yeah. say that i gotta say that it's so wild to me when i got cats i've never had cats as a kid but yeah. then i had cats as a college students two cats and first when i got them as little kittens i was like wow they look they were brothers and they looked very much alike and i thought wow i, I will never be able to tell them apart but then so easy, so easy because mm -hmm. they had very different personalities, yeah. very different facial expressions and mm -hmm. yeah. almost like humans by seeing them every day, easy, easily I could tell them apart, right. even with their meow and the way they walked and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that also, it was so crazy when then after that I looked at other cats and their faces looked so different to me and so yeah, yeah. distinct and just, yeah, the before that i just remember cats they look like cats mm -hmm. all cats look like cats yes there is different breeds and stuff but two cats from the same breed they look like each other mm -hmm. right yeah and then after that after i got my cats totally different i could see all the different facial features so yes i think it's it's yeah. a plausible explanation that Sirius he says that he has seen peter transformed so many times he just recognized it was him. he's new yeah for sure. and then remus just adds the part of oh he's missing a toe yeah yeah um wild the chances also it's all, all cornelius fudge it's his fault oh yeah it's paper i was gonna ask you who is really to blame except for voldemort himself who actually killed the potters and tried to kill harry but mm -hmm. who is to blame the most out of all of them is it serious because he switched is it 
Peter because he was the spy? Is it Snape who told about the prophecies? Is it Fudge because... No, he brought the, because nervous. he brought the newspaper to as no sorry no yeah <laughs> he's the reason Voldemort's back by the way just so you know Fudge is the reason why kind of yeah I'm sorry it's kind of a, uh, just kidding you know it's a joke <laughs> but no Fudge is not yeah not involved in that time but yeah. who's involved right or who's who's at fault I mean I I think again it's just all it's a wartime I mean it's, there's no one really at at I think that I think everyone was trying to do what they think was best and what they thought was best yeah. you know um, people will say no it was Peter. You know, clearly it was Peter. And I just bring up that there's other factors. Uh, And I I really wonder if people could sit in Peter's shoes for a second and say, you know, you're think of that friend that's not like your best friend, but you're pretty good friends and they're being targeted. It's a terrible thing to think about, but it's like what that's Mm -hmm. where Peter was at. He was asked and it wasn't like there was a chance he would get away. Everyone's like, well, the heat's going to be on Sirius, right? Sirius can actually be tortured to tell who he said what what they can actually use uh, legitimacy. They could use Veritaserum. They could use a lot of different things to get at Sirius and figure yeah. out who the secret keeper is. Right? right? There's so many things that would that that the Death Eaters or Voldemort could do himself to Sirius. Could even torture that information out of him, pull it out of him magically yeah. to reveal. Who, maybe not who the secret keeper is, but who did he tell James to switch to? You know, because that's a real thing, a real memory that happened. And so he could get that and say, it's our it's our guy. Let's go get him. Let's go rough him up again like we have been for information and and just see what we got here. I'm waiting for somebody to send me an owl, by the way, and saying, like, I am sick of as (laughs) defending (laughs) Defending Peter Peter, because it's it's despicable. Um, but I just like bringing up a different perspective and I, maybe folks like agree, it. maybe not. Maybe there's yeah. a bunch of text uh, out there that, that says otherwise. And there's, there's more than I, I realize or have researched. So please send me an out. I'd love to read it on the show. Can I defend someone else who's innocent? Sure. So first of all, I like how, uh, Snape, uh, Snape Sirius talks about how he became friends with Crookshanks and yeah. he had to persuade yeah. him. Uh, Sirius says it's a very smart cat, smartest of his kind. And Crookshanks has been helping Sirius once they became friends to get to Peter. And mm-hmm. he couldn't really because Ron was protecting Peter. Yeah. Um, Hermione was trying to keep uh, her cat away from him, thinking he was just after after a rat. But uh, Sirius says he tried to bring Peter to me, but couldn't. So he stole the passwords into Gryffindor's tower for me. As I understand it, he took them from a boy's bedside table. Mm-hmm. Neville... Did not leave them uh, on the floor or Mm-mm. lie around. Nope. They were beside his bedside table. Neville was responsible. And they and, and shame on everyone him. for punishing him for, 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 for that, right? <laughs> yeah. McGonagall severely punished Neville, right? And, and forbid anyone else from giving him the password to, to the yeah. point where he, he might even have to sleep outside of the yes. portrait, which is very unsafe if Sirius Black is actually a mass murderer and is sneaking into the school and breaking into the Gryffindor dormitory, then you just put this young boy's life at stake because he's sleeping outside yeah. and Sir won't let him in because he didn't have the password. So, Ridiculous. and now we find out that actually the password was stolen by Crookshanks and given to Black. Mm-hmm. So, full circle there, Neville redeemed and yep. needs, we need an apology. Yes. There should be an apology from the Hogwarts staff. In particular, I hate to say it, my favorite character, Professor McGonagall, needed to go to him and say, I am sorry. After all this breakdown and everything comes out and they have a big mm-hmm. staff meeting at the end of the year mm-hmm. where Dumbledore says, hey, here's what happened, blah, blah, all the details, the sort of stuff that you 
doesn't make the news or any official reports. It's <laughs> yeah. just in the teacher's lounge where it's talked about. Uh, McGonagall should have followed up, and I think she did. Yes. And my head cannon says, she said, hey, Neville, sorry about that. Dumbledore gave him 50 more points for Gryffindor because right. he was innocent, actually. Right. <laughs> Who won the House Cup this year, by the way? <laughs> I don't think there was one. Yeah. But... Like, the the Quidditch Cup is is like Oliver Wood wins, you know, like that. True. Right. So that's the only thing that counts. Right. Uh, but back to Neville and full circle. Mm-hmm. It is crazy that Professor McGonagall admits when they talk about Peter in the Three Broomsticks, I think she says oh, she's been too harsh with him. That poor boy. When they think he's innocent, right? When he they think Sirius had killed him, and now here she is being really really rough to neville punishing him and she knows neville is just struggling let's say that mm-hmm. neville is not talentless so isn't P- peter isn't either as we have seen yeah they both grow beyond their what everyone thinks their abilities are right what they themselves think their abilities are because of their environment around them and they never discover until later that they're actually really powerful mm-hmm. yeah so not to no, sorry not to really put peter and neville into the same pot here yeah for sure yeah, but yeah, yeah. there is a learning there should be a learning for professor mcgonagall and others not to underestimate those students mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can i think there's a little something that's bothering us inconsistency i'm just noticing it but okay. like the house championship or the house cup is an event in the harry potter books it's held uh, by Hogwarts, right? Every year, students gain or lose house points throughout the school year to determine which of the four houses will be the winner of the House Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so, according to the wiki, it says that Gryffindor won the House Cup this year. Um, and the way that's determined... So, let me see here. Yeah, so this doesn't make sense. It's it's just strange. to So, they win it... Because we see that they win the Quidditch... Like yeah. I, by winning Quidditch, is that, is that like where are the end of the year of points that that Dumbledore can award or not award? Because he just brought this point with Neville, like, hey, he can add points here or there. <laughs> yeah. So just because Gryffindor wins that Quidditch match makes them the winner of the House Championship. Well, they get a lot of points from that. For sure, maybe they are ahead in totals, right? But yeah. what if someone else? So they they sort of celebrated as if they knew that they had won. I think there's a confusion and a little bit of an inconsistency in terms of like how that is broken down. Because it didn't seem to be a factor in the first book uh, when Quidditch was like, are they losing points or gaining, you know, like, is that, hmm. it seems like there's a ranking for Quidditch, but the, like, Quidditch is a sports, it's just one activity out of all the activities that kids can participate right. in the house championship. And the way it it seems in this book is that like, oh yes, we won it like for the first time. This is the first time that Oliver Wood was crying because they finally won the Quidditch Cup. Yeah. Which is different than like being the champion of the house, correct? Right. Because they won the house championship their first year and Oliver Wood was there. Exactly. But they didn't win the Quidditch Cup. No. So I'm just thinking, they're, I'm sorry, in my mind, I'm just sort of like separating these two. And so when we saw that celebration, that's what I'm saying at the end of this year, do they ever, do they, maybe they do. We haven't got there yet. I'm sorry. I've, I'm doing okay. a reread here, yeah. trying to think through ahead of time here where where that might be but uh yeah so here it is <clears throat> so i found do to you want me to uh jump to the end yeah just give me the ca- i'm confused this is actually it says they won right so they are in the great hall percy had got his top grade newts mm-hmm. 
Fred and George had scraped a handful of owls, O-W-Ls, each uh, Gryffindor house. Meanwhile, largely thanks to their spectacular performance in the Quidditch Cup, had okay. won the house championship for the third year running. Got this it. meant that the end-of-term feast took place amid decorations of scarlet and gold and that the Gryffindor table was the noisiest of the lot as everybody celebrated. Even Harry managed to forget about the journey back to the Dursleys the next day as he ate, drank, talked, and laughed with the rest. Good. That, that is in helps such clarify. a minor little sentence, though, that it doesn't take up a lot of space at all. Yeah, it just says that they won. Yeah. So that's good to know because I believe going forward, we know next year there's there's no house championship because of Goblet of Fire. Correct. Um, but after that, there's also not one. Um, and is that because of order of the no i mean it's just, there's there's not mentioned they don't mention who wins i'm looking it up right here and okay. there's there's no like this is the it only mentions the champion no because they have the prof, uh, the battle of the department of mysteries and i mean right but students. still someone won the cup <laughs> someone won the championship that year meanwhile it's just never meanwhile, mentioned. the hufflepuffs yeah i would like to go as hufflepuff won it in in 90 that'd been 96 yeah so in 95 which is who knows yeah, Goblet of Fire, it's suspended. We're not really doing it, okay? Yeah. Um, but in 96, Order of the Phoenix, Hufflepuff wins. Let's go. Let's go. I think, I think they won. I don't, I don't know. So I just, I just kind of wondered. I've, I've not done any research on that just to kind of see, but I was always confused. Like, why they celebrated as if they had won the house championship, and I didn't realize there was that line. So thank you. We'll come to that in the next uh, couple of chapters. But that makes a lot more sense. It's just never mentioned after that. Only mentioned in the first three books, then it kind of goes. Well, there's actually screen rant articles that are kind of like, what happened to yeah. the house championship? It just falls apart. It's true. The first like, two years, it's celebrated so much. Yeah. yeah. And it's just not a big deal after that. So. I mean, it's probably also part of Harry growing up and not caring about it as much anymore because he has other problems in his mm -hmm. life. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, okay. One last thing. Ouch. One last thing I want to mention is... The one little difference to the movie here was when um, Peter, when Sirius and Remus want to kill Peter. Harry jumps in front of them and says he wants to send Peter to Azkaban instead, not have him kissed by the Dementors. I think in the movie he says, let, it, let the Dementors kiss him instead of killing him. Mm -hmm. Which both, though, have the same, uh, serve the same purpose. He doesn't really do it out of mercy for Peter, as mm. you would think, because Peter is like so thankful and he's like, "Get off me!" Yeah, he yeah. doesn't. I, I'm not doing this for you, but he's actually doing it for the souls of Remus and Sirius and in honor of his father. Mm. Yeah, we know that. I mean, I don't know if Harry actually knows, but we know that killing someone splits your soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he didn't want that for Remus and Sirius, and yeah. especially his father would not have wanted that either. Right. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, good. And they both I love that they both nod and say Harry is the only one who could have asked that of yeah, us. Yeah. They respect that decision. So that's he's even though they want to kill him. Yeah. But in that moment they know um Harry has the right to to mm -hmm. say what's up. And it's interesting. It does sort of show how all of these characters, marauders included, have some trauma and and, and are stunted like in their maturity yeah. as well too, and just their rash and all this is emotional and all this is yeah. tied to things in the past and oh, yeah. it comes flaring up because I mean honestly they should have just seen that the reason in terms of like Peter is now our evidence. I mean, even though he would have, you know, a dead Peter still also shows that like they can get Sirius's, you know, memories and all that kind of stuff. But like Yeah. Still, it, this is better that they didn't kill him. They didn't take the law into their own hands and that kind of stuff. Whatever. Exactly. Um, they definitely should have done um, 
the exercise where you write for 15 minutes about the most traumatic events of your oh, life. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's, let's listen to uh, <laughs> Huberman podcast and do some writing therapy, which is uh, what we're doing. So Definitely should have done that. All right. Well, that was uh, quite a long episode. Um, Lots Quite a long discuss. chapter. Anything else you wanted to break down for us? No, not really. I was just double checking that I have the right name for the next chapter. Oh, okay. Cool. And it's about kissing. Oh, that's spoiler alert. Okay, hey, we're getting Snogging. close to. We're, I mean, we're coming up on next holiday. It's going to be Valentine's Day, so <laughs> you know, get your Dementor. Let's <laughs> oh go. Jeez. Oh. What if I dressed wow. up as a Dementor for Valentine's Day and took you out on a date as a Dementor? That'd be hilarious. And I gave you a Dementor's kiss. <laughs> Wild. All right. Anyway, uh, enough of that craziness. Um, sorry for all the rants, but also not sorry. It's just what we do. Enjoy talking Potter. Um, enjoy going back to the series and just yes. having a good time. So, and if yeah. you guys have any thoughts, let us know. We'll, yeah, yeah. We'll read your Sincerely. owl on the show. Sincerely, yes. Yeah. S- send us an owl for sure. We'd love to break it down with you. So, thank you for everybody who has done that. Um, all right, friends. Well, hey, that is all for this week. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Shell Cottage Radio 94.7 COZY. Uh, we hope that you'll join us in the future. We thoroughly do enjoy meeting new positive Potter people that don't be like battling, bumbling bands of bones. Bones. If you don't want to miss out on the next episode, then be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review and follow over on social media at Fleur and Bill. If you truly enjoy our content, consider supporting our growing wizarding family on Patreon or Apple Premium. You'll find all the links down below. Thanks so much to all our current patrons. We appreciate you to Luna and back. On our next reread episode, we will continue our journey through Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban with Chapter 20, The Dementor's Kiss. So make sure to tune back in next time. And until then, have a great rest of your week. Thanks for joining us in our shell cottage today. We know it's not much, but it's home. And as Swishers would say, don't let the muggles get you down. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.